We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Flo here with a word that's just weird. Terry cloth. Who exactly is Terry? And why does he get his own fabric? Did he journey below SPF 50? Fight off some weeds and his daffodils? Hmm. How about a word for everyone? Flotection. Yeah, I just made it up. But I'm not making up how great it feels when me and Progressive protect your new home. Ever think of that, Terry? No. Terry only thinks of himself. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is... 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 With Giancarlo Navas and Ryan Goins. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. We are back. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, we have our professional screw-up, Mr. Alex Toledo, who was on time today. Welcome, sir. Did like seven shows in a row. Seven, okay, well. Every well, I'm back is, from the vacation nobody needed. Every streak is meant to be broken. Now, we have our insider, Saucy Nuggets, Mr. Lefty Leif. What's up, what's up? Welcome to the program. Back, all of you. And uh, our... Do I, ex-Heat Twitter president, former Heat Twitter president, Alf. Did I resign? I don't know. Did you? I resigned like once a week. I think you should come back. I think we need order. It's like the godfather. Every time I try to get out, they pull me back in. This fan base needs order, man. This fan base is... Let me tell you... Let me, you know, I think something really interesting to come out of this season is how... Like, I feel like we're all crazy people. Like, on every side. Like, I think the fan base is like... I think we're peak annoying because we're not even like annoying other people. We're just annoying each other. Because no one else cares about the heat except us. <laughs> we're like screaming. I think we're we also- have nobody. We have nobody to fight with. We just have to fight. We just have each other to fight with. <laughs> nobody has to take on Wayne Ellington. What happened? outside of Twitter? Wait, he's you know, like guys like him and Olenek, 
Like you look at them. I think Wayne mostly that you look and you're like, man, you can flip him to a contender for something, right? But there's no chance. Absolutely. They, but there's no I mean, chance. You, have, they don't, they're not you absolutely do could flip him, but when you are three games above 500 and you're not far from a four seed, five seed, uh, they're not going to just sell off you? anybody. Oh, God, they should sell. It certainly doesn't maximize, you know, the value of the asset. But that's, you know, talking about it like these aren't people playing basketball <laughs> on a court, you know, playing a game. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously, when this guy is creating space and hitting threes and and opening up the offense, and we are making any le- you know, any kind of push, it's just I don't see it being realistic that they're going to sell him off just for a pick. Well, I almost look at it like this: if if you are going to build a contender, Wayne is the kind of cheap talent that you need. So why would he be the guy you get rid of? When you look at um then you look at the guys on the heat making a lot of money and you look at Hassan and you look at Goron and you're talking about what are we going to move? I mean, these guys I mean, especially Hassan when you see Bam and you see Kelly and even Jordan Mickey has looked good in spots. Like those are the kind of guys where you say, Okay, maybe we can flip Hassan for something. I mean, and some we're talking about something big, and then actually make a push with guys like Ellington, Josh Richardson, TJ. Like I don't, I just, I, I see, El, I see Ellington. Like, yeah, he'll get you a pick, maybe, but he's not getting you a great first round pick. You know what he's making, and then as far as salary, he's making minimum. Yeah, but getting so a first round not, pick out of Wayne Ellington would be pretty. That, that's a magic trick. <laughs> yeah, nobody. But what you're gonna get a second round pick? Why do? Why not just for, keep like I'm Ellington? If, if you can get a first for Ellington, like you're not gonna get a first for Ellington. What didn't the Wizards trade for a shooter last year? They they gave a first. Yeah, they 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 got Bogdanovich or whatever his name was. Didn't they get him for a first round pick? They did. Yeah. Ellington. You know, it's it's gonna be a mid twenty pick. That's fine. Yeah. But like, what you do with those firsts is that you package those with Hassan and you get someone. I, like, I think to I think to Alf's point though, um, if you move Hassan, you might be able to fill holes that, uh, and, and you may actually be able to gain a pick. Um, you know, depending on what the trade would look like, and uh, you know the the coaching staff, you can see it the way that they're distributing minutes. You can see what the things that they said uh, referring to Hassan, uh, not you know everyone having to earn their minutes and and, and their role and things like that. That um, I don't know. I, I think that the that the coaching staff is kind of souring on him, and uh, he fortunately has Riley in his corner, and uh, and I, it wouldn't surprise me if Spo would be happy if they moved on from from Hassan. The thing, the the thing with Hassan is that, and but and he played great last night and the night before. I think what did I read the study? I, I mean, I know we're, it's like a weird thing to celebrate. You're celebrating six assists over two games. For over forty-eight minutes, that like, <laughs> yeah, dog, like dog, like grading on the Hassan curve, like we out here. But that's well, yeah, But he played seventeen minutes. How many games is he going to be able to play? You know, like twenty minutes and, and things like that. Twenty-five minutes before he becomes a malcontent. But so I, I'm fine moving him. I'm fine. Pa- but like my thing with moving him is that. Okay, like you believe in Bam, you believe in Richardson. I still think Winslow we're not sure about, although some people are more sure than others. So if you have like these young guys, Tyler, even as much as I, I don't want him here, um, you can package Wayne 
and if you can package Wayne and Hassan and get stuff back like picks and youth so that you can match everyone's timeline. You can probably get something for Goran. So like while Spo may not be in Hassan's quarter, maybe for that reason. And obviously for the other stuff like the uh you know the 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 laziness sometimes, the pouting, the sulking, the, the, the poutiness. The, the Hassan thing for me, more than anything that has been frustrating, it's not the effort, it's not the passing, it's just it's how he's so bad at getting position. Because I think that seventy percent of his issues why are you laughing at me? Comes from not him not getting good position down low. Like the world changes. Like if he catches a ball on the low block, like you've seen him, he's catching the ball like in the mid post. Dude, but how old is he now? Like, listen, no, I that's like not going to get fixed. That's the, like that's who he is. But no, like, I, that's I, I the like thing that like, bothers me. But it's it's just sad. It's like when you look at and like I said, and I will preface this by saying I am a, a, a Hassan Whiteside fan. It won't sound like it in a few minutes, but <laughs> I am a an Hassan Whiteside fan. But how sad is it when he's gone and the drop-off between him and a rookie and Kelly Olenek is just not that big of a deal? Like, we weren't missing Hassan that bad. I mean, and he comes back and we're like, oh, rim protection. I mean, how many blocks has he gotten in the last few games? Well, and how how frustrating is it to think that maybe – Pat Riley is uh, is attached to Hassan in some kind of way where they they won't necessarily look to move him as fast as the coaches would want. And um, I think, and I, Leif, you're bringing up a point, and I think I think people are probably thinking you're saying that kind of just, um, kind of just recklessly. But I think you you know people and people don't know, and some people do know that you do have sources. Like you do come from a sort a base of knowledge with this. It's not just you guessing this kind of stuff. Um, so the, the the idea that there's a, you know, and we're not going to start, I mean, we're, we're, we're heat beat. We're not, we're not investigative journalists. We're not, and we're not coming up we're with not? some kind of front office riff. Six but to it, eight, it dog. would be one of the first times I, I can think of in a long time where you actually probably have a different difference in opinion between the coaching staff and the front office. And if that's happening, that's kind of like okay, okay. So is what? What's the direction? Is it Spoh's team? Is it Spoh's organization, or is it Riley's? Because if it's Riley's, and you know we're banking on a seven foot big man with personality issues, I'm a little concerned about that. You know, I mean the you know the power that Spo has is to control Hassan's minutes to the point where Hassan turns around and uh, forces the issue at yeah, some like, point. <laughs> High level intricate mutiny. Ooh. Wouldn't that bring his value down, though? It would. Yeah, but that's why that's why it's concerning that they're not. You know, if everyone's not working within the same interest, you know, if 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 Spo wants the guy traded and he knows that Riley will trade him, you know, everyone should be working together to showcase him and and drive up his value. But if if you know if Spo knows that he can play Hassan thirty five minutes and Riley still won't ever trade him, why would he do that? So. If that is the case, and like you know, we're not like I said, we're not we're not breaking any news here. If there is if there is a difference of opinion, it, right now, um, it could really set the heat back because you know this is a time where you guys we got to start making these decisions on guys like Hassan and Goran. Are we going young? Are we are we going to rebuild? Not even just rebuild, but are we going to young? Are we going to towards the future? Or are we gonna you know are we gonna keep the vets around? So. 
Hey, that's a little concerning. The Hassan injury made everything so convenient for him. Like Hassan getting hurt just made it easy for for Spo because what he wa- But and Alf, the thing I'm kind of concerned about with what they're doing now because with Hassan they usually just play Hassan as the big and everything else. What's changed is now they're playing Kelly and Bam together. And while they've been very very productive together, my concern going forward. And it might, I mean, I, I don't know if it'll be Riley's concern or not, but I, I think a, a concern is playing two bigs like that in the playoffs, despite them having success against Boston in the regular season, stuff like that. Like, that that's the kind of stuff that the Heat used to do to teams to run them out of the gym. You know what I mean? And I know that Bam's a little different, but I look at that as a bit concerning as maybe Hassan's not as replaceable as we think because in the playoffs, he's going to help more than Kelly despite how well Linux playing and despite how well Bam's playing when you need to Dude, go one big. I'm, I'm looking at Leif right now and he wants to scream playoffs? Playoffs? No, I know. I, I understand. Well, but that, hold on. Wait a second. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. wait, wait. wait a, no, I agree. But hold on. if Because I, I agree who the hell cares about this year's playoffs. But if that's the case, man, you got to get rid of the guys that you have and get what you can, like Wayne, like Hassan, like Olenek, because their timelines aren't going to match the no, youth see, that you're trying to build. What we're, but what we're talking about is, you know, going towards the future, who are the guys that you want to be here? Like, I don't see why anybody would want to get rid of Olenek right now. Like, I and maybe I'm in the minority on this, but if you're watching these games, man, no, he's good. Olenek is a winning player. I, know. I mean, and he's not, it's not like he's 31 years old. You got him locked in, and and as, as as much as we go crazy over his deal, his deal is not that expensive. It's not. Olenek, when if, when you compare him to Hassan as a starting center for this for this team, he's a lot cheaper. He's a lot younger, and he's more versatile. I mean, I'm, they're probably the same age, but he's more versatile. Um, and then, like I said, with Wayne, if if putting Wayne into a deal gets you a better deal, great. But I just don't see what's the big deal about getting rid of Wayne Ellington. But I think I think what you're talking about is we're all talking about the same thing. You know what? What is Hassan Whiteside going to do for this team going forward? Like, is he at, at 22 million a year? Is he going to get the Heat past the first, second round of the playoffs? But I think this I is think a- we're all kind of in agreement that they like, no, like the, the you could you could fill Hassan's spot with guys like Kelly Olynyk and Bam and not lose that much. But I, I think what you're having is a micro conversation, and I want to look at the macro because, like, I think, I think Hassan's dude. You just talked about this year's playoffs, and you're ta- you're talking about you're talking about the macro. Well, I, I was kind of talking about the encore product of like building a future around two bigs is dumb. Like, I, I guess I I shouldn't have said this year's playoffs, but like I, the idea. I mean, Olenek's only been useful because he plays with another big. Because when he was the only big on the floor, they were getting run out of the gym in those lineups. And what fixed it was Spolstra playing two big guys together. That doesn't work today. It may work in the regular season when you're cute and you surprise people and they're not planning for it. But as we saw with the Heat, when 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 push comes to shove and when you got to put LeBron at the four, you know, those lineups get run out of the gym and guys like Olenek become unplayable. So that's my concern with guys like Olenek and stuff like that, where I kind of value Hassan a little more because you can play Hassan more frequently in those lineups. But can if you, you have one big. Yeah, of course you can. Look what the Clippers I mean- do. 
Yeah, but what have the what have the Clippers done? They're good. They had they had an incredible offense. They had like the second or first the the second or yeah. But what did they do in the playoffs? I mean, I I don't know. No, and I, that's like, and that's fair. To me, what... a one big lineup like, and I would like to see the numbers. Uh, like, if someone wants to call in the Kais or something, like <laughs> what yes! what what is what what does the Heat look like when it's just Olenek on on the floor is the only big. Because I don't think the numbers are that bad. It was it was bad. I, I don't know what it's been like since December, but I know it was bad before that. And I know that hey, everybody what, was bad before December. I mean they've um, they've they've been hovering around five hundred. It's not like they were five games under five hundred off. Like they've been but what I'm guessing is I, in November they were a bad offensive team. And so I'm guessing the the, the numbers with Olenek at the five were bad in November, like you're talking about. Numbers. They were a bad offensive team. Because of course their defense is gonna be bad with Olenek at the five. But I'm guessing That's those numbers are this month. That's See, the but problem. We're, we're still in a transition year. So, like, I, I don't necessarily know that we should be trying to measure our lineups against, like, the death lineup for Golden State and what happens when they go to Durant at the five. Like, we're still trying to figure out who we're building around, what this team's going to look like going forward. Um, so, like, this is about, like, playoff positioning and also – grooming guys like Jay Rich and putting them in, in exclusive roles. So I don't know that they need to worry so much about matching up with the with the elite teams. They're not one of those teams yet. They are a move or two away. And the whole Hassan conversation more has to do with that players appeared to be um, a little bit resentful towards the fact that he kind of milked the injury after he was rushed back initially. Um, there was uh, right. definitely that vibe in the locker room. You have the coaching staff that's kind of not feeling um, the way that he's approached his rehab as well as the way he was around the team. And um, and then you have a front office that wants to hold on to Hassan. So that's, that's just an interesting dynamic. Uh, I don't know that it needs to uh, blossom into do you trade everybody, do you tank? I think there's a balance to all this stuff. Um, yeah, like, to me the balance is – you could still be a four or five seed without Hassan Whiteside this this year, and that experience for the guys that you want to look towards the future with is invaluable. Like they can get into the playoffs playing Ke- uh, Kelly Olynyk and Bam, right? And we've even seen without Goron, they're not even they're not even so far off. I mean, they they could probably still make the playoffs without Goron. And what you can get back for those guys, to me, makes more sense than. Uh, you know, getting a late first rounder for Wayne Ellington. I mean, the big moves that have to happen are going to come from, in my opinion, Goron and Hassan, right? And then you might have to throw a Justice Winslow or Wayne Ellington in there to make, you know, make the deal a little bit more more worthwhile. But I think that's where I'm coming from. I'm not so w- worried about are they going to play too big? Is what are they going to do against Zaza Pachulia? Like I don't care about any of that stuff. What I'm trying to say is. They can still be the same team and then shed some of this older weight and kind of develop these young guys at a faster pace instead of having Bam play 12 minutes a night for the rest of this year. He can be a 25, 28 minute a night guy. I agree with you. And that's just going to set set the team up better for the future. I agree with you. And I also think if you're going to do that, you have to pack, you you know, you have to sell other guys as well to get as much. Okay. You but Kelly Olenek is not one That's of those fine. guys. Okay. But, Ellington. But at, at, know, at what Tyler. point does selling off the guys then basically sacrifice this season when you're a game and a half out of home court in the first yeah, but round? You guys sac- just made fun of me for talking about playoff matchups. But now no, we but, care but late, about what do you really think are? losing us? 
You think losing Hassan and Goran would sacrifice this season? Yes. No, Goran for sure. I think Goran, Goran for sure. I, I don't. I don't okay, think but what Goran... do you get back, Goran? Do you get a Moutier? Do you get somebody of that you know that Moutier caliber? Is trash. Get out of here. Moutier is not that good right now. Yeah, okay, no, but I'm... what I'm just saying. What I'm saying. Even when uh, Goran was out, it's not like the the whole team just went into the. You know what? Goran's been in a slump for most of December. I, I hate... and the team managed to stay above five hundred. I hate this analysis, so... and it's it's by the TNT crew, and I, I think. All of their analysis, for the most part, is pretty stupid. But I remember, and it's something that I kind of agree with because I've seen it play out this way. When you know a guy's going to come back, it's so much easier to hold down the fort. Okay, we just need to do little things for this amount of time, and you have a fixed amount of time because I think what guys cannot be like this good, this consistently for this long. But when you know a guy's out, like when he's not coming back, that stuff tends to fall apart. You know so what I'm mean? saying? So it's you're like saying Olenek and Bam is not sustainable. Well, no, but we're talking. But we're no, we're talking about no, think, we're talking about the point guard. About Goran, yeah, we're talking oh, about Goran. Like, gotcha. like maybe uh, they might be able to do this by committee for a little oh, bit, no. but over yeah, an extended no. I, period I, of time, like that's yeah. not that's gonna fall I, apart pretty badly. I think this group needs Goran if if they're going to compete, and they obviously have intent to compete. It's more that I think that Whiteside. Let's say you package him and you get a big that can come off the bench and, and supplement Olenek and Bam, and then you got James Johnson playing ba- basically exclusively at the four. Uh, I just think that you have come, enough. If you got Justice back. And, but Justice could be the guy that, like, I, I hate to say this, but they may not want to be faced with, do you give him a four-year extension coming off the rookie deal? Has he shown enough? Is he the person that you attach with Hassan? And that's the package that goes out that, you know, brings back whatever it does. But he's a guy who has neutered value. You know what I mean? Like, Justice, I don't think can, can – would like, what does Justice fetch you? It would suck to sell him off and get, like, not much in return. A second? You know what I that mean? Like, no, he'd be part – and I think what that's what that's what I said before. I think your Wayne, Wayne Ellington, uh, Justice Winslow, those guys are going to be part of a deal – uh, you have to throw. They're gonna be throw-ins uh, with a guy like Hassan or with a guy like Goran. Like, and don't get me wrong. Like, if it was up to me, the only I you would package Hassan and Dion, get him out of town, and you know I don't care what Thank we got you. back. You're telling me nobody's gonna take a package of Dion Waiters and Hassan Whiteside. You, you uh, think, gonna, people you aren't Dion gonna line up again? for that. You think Dion's yeah, gonna listen. play again this year? I don't think he's gonna play again this season. I would wow. trade him for D League prospect. Boom. Um, that's yo. That's that's big. Maybe dropping uh, bomb. I hope Dion doesn't play again this year. <laughs> hold on, but but like I and I I understand why the fan base is really mad at him. I do think this his play is. I think the most indicative thing has been the defense because his decision making has always been his decision making, dude. He's like mailing it in on defense and I I and he's never been that guy. And I do think that's a health thing. Like I do think that it looks as bad as it does because the ankle's not right and we know it hasn't been right since the season started. And I think what shows me that more than anything is just like, dude, that guy's not even trying sometimes. Man, he's never been su- that guy. He's the, never it been was the supremely, guy. It was supremely irresponsible for them to re-sign him to that to any contract if if they knew that this surgery was inevitable and that this needed to happen in order for the pain to go away, that's what Dion alluded to him not doing what he should have done. Uh, I you know that's on the front office that Dion needs to get that money. That makes sense for him, but for the front office to 
to shell out a four-year deal with guaranteed money. Even with the games played thing, it doesn't reduce it that much, those incentives. Uh, that's an irresponsible move on the, on the part of Riley. And I don't think they did him right by not letting him take time off and do surgery. Like, once they signed him and they knew, like... He he elected not to have the surgery. He wanted to try to play through it. Man, but, like, I, I think that's when the... Like, the doctor stepped in for Chris Bosh and said, no, dude, you can't. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I, and I know it's it's not the same thing, but, like, we've seen how ankle injuries can derail careers, and they've committed four years to this guy, and... Um, and know, he's ass. And he's... It's been ass. It's been not good. It's been ass booty. It's been it's been but it's been booty. It's been bad. Ass and sucks. Disappointing. When Tyler Johnson's hitting his shots, he might be worth his his paycheck. Um, when as a starting two, what do you what do we think as a starting shooting guard? I don't like him. He's undersized. I mean, he's. I think oh he's god! A, don't god, Leif, you did this on purpose. He, I think he's a good player. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I, no, hold on, wait. I do think. Let me, listen to me, listen to this. I no do think. Cares. Listen, no, no, it's good. It's positive. It's a positive thing. I do think he's the perfect two guard to play with LeBron. <laughs> okay. And Westbrook. How about Westbrook? I think he would be the perfect player to play yes. to feed off of Russ. I hate you. And that's why here's, here's, here's a low key uh, package that'll come out of nowhere is like Tyler Johnson, Ellington, and Winslow for Paul George. And <laughs> Do you remember when we laughed at, Oklo- at Oklahoma City? Hassan too. Huh? We'll, we'll take Adams, and they can have Hassan also. I would do that one also. What about Dion? Can we get Dion out of here? They uh, like Dion. That over can't there. happen. It can't happen right now. Ugh. It can't. It sucks. Alf, realistically, whose contract would you rather unload, Dion or Tyler? Alf is gone. He's gone. But well, rest in peace, Alf. I know. I know. Skype connection was giving him problems, so we're gonna try to get him back. Um, OKC may be willing to take on Tyler's money because they're not a free agent destination, so they may not be worried about cap. adding payroll and getting a guy that they think fits. So to, I, to, I, I, to be honest, interesting at option. this point, they might as well keep Tyler uh, unless they can flip him for something valuable. Like they're not. I don't think they're going to be good in the next two years. I don't think they're going to be trying to get free agents in the next two years. I don't, I don't think they can rebuild fast enough for that. So if can he's... you believe I, I told you that they weren't going to pay that this third year and you, I'm going to be proven wrong at this point, you keep it at this point. You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to do? Like, I, I don't... It's, been like, it's been like three months since we were saying we can try to get rid of him. But I mean, not get rid of him, but if, if you can try to get something for him, you should. I don't think anybody will. I, I think when he might be valuable is when his contract is expiring. But they might want to keep that then. You know what I mean? You might be able to get a pick, but with that expiring contract, because that might be something <coughs> that people would want. Would uh, you do Har- Harrison Barnes for Hassan Whiteside? Head up. Yes or no? Ooh, yes. that sounds like fun. Hell yeah. Yes, that let's sounds do like it. fun, dude. Let's go. Trade how about, machine. How about John Henson? Or no, no. Yeah, John Henson and Chris Middleton for Hassan yes. Whiteside and Justice Winslow. Good thing. I don't think why you gotta include why you gotta include justice. I, I'm trying to see how far you'll go. <laughs> Is this from Alex? <laughs> Trade 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 you said John Henson and Chris Middleton? Yeah. I don't think they will give up Middleton. I think they'd be more willing to give up Jabari. Oh, I would love Jabari. Woo! I would do that. Oh god. I already know. But he needs to find a way to get Jabari over here. Get him in shape. Oh my god. 
I don't think he's ever been in shape, and he was putting up 20 last year. In uh, how about play. Hassan to the Lakers, but we have to take Dang's contract and we get back Randall. Would you do oh, it? I love Randall, dude. Yes. Yeah, I, do I like Randall. How about I got How many one. more years does Dang have? <laughs> he, got good again. he got three three ugly 17 million, 18 and 19. Three no more left? I believe so. Dude, how long did they sign him for? No, I think – wait. Maybe this year plus two years. Maybe yeah. that. Maybe Lakers I'm high? No, no, I think it's this year and one more year yeah. after this. It doesn't make sense. That was a three-year deal. Year. Yeah, if Lakers didn't give him a five-year deal. It was a four-year deal, wasn't it? Not a four-year deal. Has it only been a year since he left? In a year. I yeah, love it. I love thing. Come home, man. Would you guys do um, Andrew Wiggins, Gorgie Dang, Cole Aldrich? Um, yes, I would. Malanka and Tyrus Jones for Hassan, Waiters, and Wayne Ellington and Okara White. What the hell is that? That deal is way too big. Like, yeah. the, the, away, listen, the Minnesota Timberwolves are bad at defense, like really, really bad. Uh, Coach Tiz, not I think Andrew put in the same class as Doc Rivers. Doesn't seem to like Andrew Wiggins, I think. Sure, they just give him max extension. But Wait, you're Eagles... just reading Alex's article? <laughs> yeah. All right. What a weird trade. <laughs> Here we go. Goran and Hassan for Dame. No. For who? For for Lillard. Horn. Yes. I think he'll leave. How about Goran and Hassan for CJ McCollum? No, I don't like CJ. I mean, it'd have to be more than that, right? It, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. I back, just mean... Get back Are we, the, hold on, wait. Have we become the show that this is like... Like throwing trades out there, you know, we're, we're that. Just this one show. It's not, we haven't become this show. Okay, it's just, just this one sure, show. Yeah. You guys want to talk about like the current team and just like what they're doing or not? Yeah, no, <laughs> I've tried. Like I, hold on, wait a second. I tried to, I tried to, but everyone That's yelled at me topic. when I wanted no, to talk about you know, two bigs. Something. What you know, because what you do when you start talking about this team, you start talking about Hassan's position and Look like his about, positioning. Uh, hold on, wait, no, no. And like, is the positioning not bad? I thought that was a good. Okay, content. yeah, but you find the most boring way to talk about it as humanly possible. So has this team? And you were about up... to say spread, pick, and roll. No, I Guaranteed. wasn't. I wasn't. You this... were going to bring I up wasn't. spread, pick, and roll. I did want to talk about how disappointed I was at how Goran plays pick and roll, but I'm not gonna do it. Oh my god! Has this season not been fun? No. Yes or no? It's been my least favorite Heat season in since I started watching the team. That includes the 15 win season. I had more fun with the 15 win season. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, that was more fun than this. I don't I, I don't like this team. I don't like the players on this team. There's like I don't I don't feel anything. I don't I'm not even like that happy when like some of them are happy. Oh, but, but they were fun when they were winning 30 and 11. That team was so much better because it had Dion and that team was a meme. That team was a meme. <laughs> this one's not. In fact, the only th- what I when I enjoy this team the most is when Dion's not playing. So I've enjoyed them recently. No, honestly, but last like- year I thought it, I liked the team but like it wasn't one of my favorites, but this year, I mean, ugh. Spo leads the league in technicals, That's and fun. Uh, he actually touched the ball while it was in play, and he was so frustrated against Detroit. Like, so you know that this is one of the seasons that is his least favorite. And as I look back on all of my old gray hair years of Heat uh, seasons, this one has been one of the weirder, less fun starts to a season it's very nondescript they're not even bad no it's think, very average it's I think very their average a little better than they are because i know like their their point differential is not very good and i know that some metrics show that like they've been kind of lucky but 
Um, I don't know. They, I mean, they, their schedule's also been tough. Um, I don't. I like the team. I like. I enjoy watching them. Like I, I do. Like I enjoy watching them play. I like the amount of threes they shoot. Like I enjoy the style of basketball. Um, I don't always enjoy their defensive intensity. Like it doesn't look like a Heat team sometimes, where you just see guys. I mean, just open lanes to the to to the rim. Um, but li- the only guy I can't stand on this team is Deion Waiters. Like I did. I like I can't watch him play basketball. And I know I turned the corner on him last year, but because he had like a career half of a year, but like he's dreadful to watch. But besides that, like I enjoy watching this team play. Are they gonna like? Are they gonna be memorable? Yeah, memorable. Like I don't believe so. Um, it's like you know what it reminds me of, like that team the first year after LeBron left. Um, I love that. The... We love that team. <laughs> what? Like the first Joe half Johnson of that group? season, huh? The first half of the season was rough. Yeah. Before right. the Goron trade. They were bad, Woo! but, man, oh. we, we were into that. That's what we're going to be saying about this team, uh, except before the Kemba trade. Oh. Boogie. Paul George. Before the Kemba trade. We're getting Boogie, Paul George, and Kemba? <laughs> yes. Man, yeah. Wade Ellington is valuable. <laughs> <laughs> twist of all time. Wayne fetches you. That's... Anthony Davis needs a shooter. Wait. So what's up with the Hornets? We can't get Kemba from them? No. Aren't they like 10 and 80? They're I, 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 don't, I don't think... I mean, I know that Kemba's better than Goran. I guess he's younger too. I guess that's, that matters. But what do we have to offer like them? Seven years. Goran. Hassan. <laughs> yeah, we have to... They have... We, would take, we would take back long-term the heat, money. The Heat feels like that fantasy team in your league that keeps like offering the same <laughs> two players to everyone. And like, they're like, yo, for the 10th time, I don't want this. I don't want Hassan. Nobody wants Goran. They're like, no, nah, but dog, the double-doubles. And they're like, yo, get away from me. <laughs> Yo, just tell the Hornets we'll take Dwight. Isn't Dwight playing well? <coughs> Is Dwight better than Hassan this year? I think so. <laughs> I would take Dwight over Hassan. Oh God! But who cares? It's like what have we done? I don't know. <laughs> hey, Josh Richardson's been good this last month. Um, Josh Richardson—that's been fun to watch. Been good. Like, like if his averages are starting to creep up and. uh and him and Bam, I mean, that's two building blocks as far as I'm concerned. You, you may not have the alpha building block, uh, you know, that scoring guard that, that can really take over and handle, but but those are two two youthful pieces that I love. I have, I have so, that, so that's been fun. I have a J. Rich prediction. I think he's going to make a C.J. McCollum leap next year. Ooh. Oh, I like that. The three-point shooting kind of concerns me. I mean, he's at 36% this year. You know, and he's taking almost five, so kind of want that up a bit. But everything else has been good. Everything else has been really good. And I, I know that Alf makes fun of him because he plays funny defense, but like he's very active. No, I mean, he's uh, no, he's, he's improved. Better. Like his angles have improved and all that stuff. Like he just, he used to be an active but dumb defender. Now he's an active and like kind of halfway smart defender. Like he still does some bonehead crap, man. Like. That's another thing yes. that bothers me. Like this yes. team is stupid. No, they're so like, this, dumb. Yes, this is Alf, not a high basketball right. IQ team. They're just like they're they're dumb. It's a dumb team. This fan like, base kind of deserves that right now, though. 
Like we're kind of we a dumb wa- fan base now. We were watching Bosch and Battier, and now we're watching Hassan and Dion. What is happening? Yeah, Life that's what I'm saying. Fa- you know what's funny? You just kind of wake up and it happened. And fans wonder why we have less podcasts lately. <laughs> well, I, listen, I was on. Do the math. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> you know what's funny about about us not doing shows? So I took a vacation and I was in Europe, and uh, I'd miss the games, and I'd wake up and I'd kind of like. I'll check the scores and see what's going on. I wasn't like watching highlights or anything. I was kind of disconnect. And I think they played an afternoon game or they played an early game one night, one time that I was there. And I saw people tweeting about how Jordan Mickey has been good lately. And I was like, the hell have I missed? Why is he playing? What do you mean he's been good lately? Jordan Mickey's not that bad. I I think the exact tweet was Jordan Mickey has been good in some spots. I go, what? Yeah. He's good in the he's good in the Richard Lewis role, not as like the same skill set, but at, in that place on your in your rotation, you know, and ninth, tenth guy. I'm a Jordan. Richard was starting in the finals. I just can't stand when he just bully. He tries to like bully his way into the paint from like 18 feet out. He did I guess that yesterday. Hard. He did, like, he did that. Today. Hassan gave him weirdly enough, threw him a nice pass into the corner, and he does this awkward ass. I was like, why are you at the corner, dude? Because he's he played in the G League, all right. Like he balled. He balled, yeah. Jordan yeah. Mickey could start in the finals if he had like Kelly Olynyk and Luka Doncic, and uh. And I have a question. Would you take Wade on this team right now? Yes. No. He's playing well in Cleveland. Is he gonna come off the bench here? Well, he's better than Dion. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, for all those people saying that Dion's better than Dwayne, <laughs> boy, did that come back to earth. Uh, how crazy is it that he he is kind of the leading candidate for sixth man of the year, and that was really um, something we needed him to do. But uh, in so, on some level, as he looked around the, the gym, I understand why he didn't just so he readily. He couldn't do that here, man. Yeah. He could not do that here. Yeah. Can't look Dion yeah. Waiters in the eye and say, yeah, I'm going to the vents. Can't do that. You can't ask a man to do. You can't ask a legend to do that. It's like Alonzo. Alonzo will play off the bench if Shaquille is in town. But if it's Christian Leitner, you better take your. If it's Joel Anthony, he's like, nah, nah, fam. (laughs) Nah, fam. My fifty-year-old ass is starting over you. (laughs) I don't care. I'm gonna get Tyler Johnson in his (laughs) missing front teeth. (laughs) Look, man, you can start. (laughs) Dude, you can't. The time wasn't right. Oh, my God. Dude, Dion Waiters just fooled the crap out of all of us, man. Yeah, like, we were so it bamboozled. Like, it was by that just us. Because everyone else is like, you guys are crazy. We're like, nah, he's different. We changed No, him. the whole NBA was like, Waiters Island. Nah, the whole, the whole NBA, when we gave him that deal, was like, no, 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 no. You can't commit money no, to this no, guy. Yeah, they, didn't want to, they didn't want to give him a deal. We're fam the only chill, idiots who decided, oh, yeah, he deserves a four-year deal. Like, I just... I remember thinking, like, well, I just hope we don't lose Dion and James Johnson. Like, what the hell was I thinking? We were doing shows about that. Like, we need to keep Dion. Like, who cares about keeping Dion and James Johnson? It's going to work but, out perfect. Dion is going to get eased back in. He's going to have to come off the bench initially until he regains form. But we're going to play well with him off the bench, and he'll be a six-man going forward. That's the dream. Yo, That's I'm the only scared. way it works. I ain't coming That's off the the only bench. way it works. I'm kind of scared of him messing up the bench lineups if he does come off the bench because of how good the bench has been for him. <laughs> Dion will mess up anything he touches. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Dion touches, 
dies. Okay, getting minutes. How did we get? Like, he here? should only come in at the end of close games, but he hasn't even been good in those spots either. We just want Bam. I want Bam to bring the ball up the court. You want point Bam? <laughs> I'm dead serious. I th- I, they're holding point him back. back. I think that they've like. Dude, there's him. way too many times he catches a ball in, like the high post and just and passes it off, you know, without even taking a look at the basket. Like, he could take so many of these centers right off the dribble, but he doesn't. I guess he's still just getting acclimated. But, man, like, he has been passing up on a lot. A lot of that stuff he was doing in preseason and summer league because he was, you know, he was playing to his competition. He's he's just not even trying now, and I just wish he would so he can get that comfort level. But that that's kind of like what rookies go through. So I, I think that's kind yeah, of yeah. No, normal. I understand. Except I just, for I'm Jay Rich. When he, yeah, when he um when he realizes that, like when he realizes what he can do, he's gonna be he's gonna be a monster. Plus, we got Derek Jones. You cool. know, cool. Is anyone... I like that Walton guy. I don't know why I like him. I, I literally don't think he has a single stat. Like he hasn't done anything. Like, he comes he's gonna in, be like... he's gonna be like our Gennaro Pargo. Y'all remember him? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> like he comes in, he, I, don't, I don't think he does anything. Like he just he doesn't make mistakes and he I, makes shots. I want to ask uh, Leif and Alexis because I know Elf's not watching other teams. Um, no. Why are the Sixers not good? I thought the Sixers were supposed to be good. I haven't watched Sixer basketball. I don't know what's wrong with the process, boys. With a rookie point guard is struggling. Uh, I, I think it's a couple of things. One, the inconsistency in lineups. They constantly have guys in and out of the lineup over and over and over again. They have no continuity. Um, and also, they have young players making decisions. And the more you have young players making decisions, the worse you are going to be. And that is just the facts. Leif, would you rather be Philadelphia? Would you oh rather God. be the hashtag Sixers? Would I rather have Joel Embiid than Hassan Whiteside? Yes. I would rather be the Heat. Ah, you're back. Of course. Come you're on now. You'll see. We will win a championship before Philadelphia will. Leif was yes. teetering on the edge of insanity, but it's good to know. It's that. not insanity. That's <laughs> no, rational no, 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 thinking. No, yeah, I know. I'm glad somebody needs to cue this tape. Cue the tape. We got you back. Yeah, that Sixers team. By the time they all get into their primes and they're Championship players should all be playing for other teams. So you think so? No, nobody's in Philly. I think they're for Iverson. They believe in it. No, you know what? You know what's well, funny? What I think happened with Philly is that we made fun of them so hard that they were able to brand this process thing, and now they buy into it because they're hope. Like they're Who's like they? the players. Yeah, they're hope incarnate. Yeah, no, that believe me, it's good. the Heat Lifer campaign. They gave Robert Covington. So something better comes along. They like, Robert, yeah, everyone's they, a Heat Lifer. They hey, they're Covington. fun to watch. They got good talent and they're fun to watch. I think Are those they going like to win anything? Other. And when they're ready to win, they'll all be on other teams. These guys like each other. Um, some guys have already committed to long-term deals. And Who? I, Covington. Covington? Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, hold on one second. Am I on a Heat Beat podcast and you are going to debate on behalf of the Sixers, the host? Yes. I'd rather be <laughs> us, though. Not really, but. For the I brand. just wanted to make for sure. The brand, for the brand, I'd rather be us. Hashtag Justice Better. 
we here? So I don't. Just, but you, we've rehashed like five different topics. <laughs> the, have we? I thought this. Stuff. I think this has been a good show. We did. We did some trade scenarios. We did. You uh, love trade scenarios. Us of the Six. Oh, I love it. I think we should do like seven more. <laughs> we talked about Us of the Sixers. We talked about Tyler. We barely talked about Tyler. And I just said I think he played well. I think all we're missing is like something about Harrison. And then we have like a tip. Well, Harrison, Harrison's admitted to not watching games anymore. Like he's just like blatantly like, ah, I'm not watching. How about White Whiteside and Winslow for DeAndre Jordan? No. No. Mm. First of all, why why would the Clippers do that? I don't want any more big men. I don't know. Like, I'm good. Yeah, I, I agree with Alf. I'm done with bigs. Let's, Give let's, me like the six it. nine guys who run around like. Jack so Harrison Barnes, that's life. the deal. We can plug him right in. He could score. Yeah. Alf, you saying that uh, reminds me of a, a poll that like Levertard had the other day, and it said when you were a kid, were they making nineteen year olds like Bam? <laughs> <It's> yeah. <laughs> like you're right. Yeah, yeah dude, that, he's crazy. I really like him. I'm glad. You know, and it and it. I think it speaks to kind of sport take culture, but like live on this show when they drafted him, all we did was kill them, not knowing a single freaking wait thing who about- killed him. I did. Jack did. Nikias did. Yeah, it was just it was- an unexpected pick. I, Alex, did you kill him too? I, think- I thought it was weird. I didn't see it coming, man. No, we all killed them. I think we all wanted. Was it Monk? Who did? Who did they want? I don't. Know. I don't watch college. Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell, man. That that's. That's oh, who we thought. Oh, he's he, he good. went one pick ahead. One he, pick he's ahead. Good. He's so good. good. He's carrying the Utah Jazz offense as a rookie. He's we, so we could have had him for Jay Rich. We could have moved up one spot it had we included Jay Rich in the country. Uh, we're gonna trade a few. That's like that's for Donovan Mitchell. Wait, is Lynch dropping a nugget? <laughs> no, Wait, I'm saying. I'm saying Utah moved up to draft him, and they gave up Trey Lyles. We could have gave up Jay Rich and moved up just the way they did. Trey but. Lyles. We should give, who, who else can we give up? Justice. O'Carro White? Isn't that more of a yeah, right. that like they hey, He's playing good, man. Yeah, Trey. I saw, I saw that. Trey Lyles is over there getting you, minutes. Remember, guys, we're without Rodney Magruder, so this heat season is not even really taking You're off. You're right. I for, dude, I love Rodney so much. I Rodney miss and O'Carro White. Rodney so, be getting minutes right now. That's why we can't make any trades. We haven't seen the team in all its glory yet. He made his shooting. The J. Rich thing would have never happened because Rodney would have been starting at the (laughs) (laughs) How how relieved are you that Olenek is not another version of McBob? I like McBob's more. I ever wanted McBob to be. I know you all saw that stat about, about like, (laughs) he's already scored more points. (laughs) Olenek has scored more points in 36 games than McBob's did the three years that he was here. Are you serious? Yes. (laughs) Does McBob even play? He hasn't come back. No, for Dallas. He's gone, He hasn't come back. He hasn't come back. No way. He's at Hasn't played a game. (laughs) Wow. Okay, is that stat funnier, or is this stat funnier, that the Cleveland Browns, two of their last four wins were because of Johnny Manziel? Like, Johnny Manziel was a quarterback in two of their last four wins. For the Cleveland Browns? Yeah. What's a a funnier stat? That That's one or the McBob stat? McBob stat. Like, McBob stat. I don't like, know, man. I was laughing so hard at the idea that the, Cle- the Cleveland Browns have won so little that two of their last four wins was when Johnny Menzel was the quarterback. What are they, one in, uh, one in 31? That's incredible. Last two seasons? Gianni, Gianni, what was your favorite play from the NFL regular season? <laughs> You can't think of a single one. 
Oh, I'm a Jags fan now. Um, that really long run that Leonard Fournette had. <laughs> He's good. What that, else? that Leonard Fournette guy, man. He, oh, no. You know what? Blake Bortles totally bullied some guy on a rushing touchdown. It was amazing. I don't remember who it was, but he gave him the shoulder and the stiff arm. Dude, my man just ran right in. And I'm like, yeah, let's go, dog. <laughs> I was so happy. I was so happy. I love the Jags. Man. Jags beat. <laughs> I'm all in on the Jags. I'm all in. Do you have them as a Super Bowl pick? Yeah, we're we're totally beating the Patriots this year. Like <laughs> all the cheating in the world can't save you now, Tom. The Jags are coming. And by the way, I'm so woke. They lost to the Titans on purpose because they wanted to play the Bills without Lashawn McCoy. I'm so woke. I'm who so did, woke, who, dude. Because we're so smart, dude. Huh? Who who were they supposed to play otherwise? I think the Chief for the Titans. Wait, did you just just say we about the ja- the Jaguars? Yeah, no, yeah, it's we. Okay. It's we. No, I'm out here, yo. I'm out here. I got my Jag shirts coming in the mail. I'm really excited about that. What in poop brown? Like no, which no, one? No, which no. color the, did you the get? Teal. It's a teal with the, with the jaguar in the middle. Yeah, dude. I'm 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 hyped. Yeah, I've heard Jacksonville has a dope anime scene. No, it's not. I actually, <laughs> let me tell you something. Jacksonville is a pretty freaking trash ass city. I'm sorry for anybody who lives there. I'm sorry that you have to live there because it's pretty freaking awful. Man, I would yeah. not want to live in Jacksonville. I had to cover a soccer game there. It was bad. I was like, no wonder they pick here to play. So the players don't have anything to do. Now, ja- uh, Jacksonville is one of my least favorite cities in the world. Yeah, it's so bad. It's, it's honestly, it smells bad. Like, it smells like... It does they say it doesn't, smell as bad. it doesn't smell as bad anymore, but it still does. Too many white people, too. And so the strip club. <laughs> what happened? Did <laughs> I went to a strip club in Jacksonville, and I tried to tip the girl, and like she was like surprised that I went up there with money. I'm Did like, have all her teeth. <laughs> yeah, she had bullet yeah. holes and oh yeah, stab all kinds wounds. stab wounds, how cigarette burns. I was about to ask how many cigarette burns did she have? And like I went up there with a dollar, and she was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Isn't that what we do?" Oh, okay, forget it. She's like, "You just throw nickels at me from the bar." She had a like, roll of quarters. Roll of yeah. quarters. Is that the She's saddest like, strip club you've from the bar. That's what they normally do. See where this heat season is leading us? At Strip Club in Jacksonville. Hi, it's Flo. And you know what word I don't get? Shampoo. The first half of the word is sham, and the second part you definitely don't want to see in the shower. That's why I made up a neat word. Flotection. The feeling of security you get when your new house is protected by home insurance through me and Progressive. I mean, seriously, shampoo? What part of that makes you want to rub it all over your hair? Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.